the Chair Shop Podcast is back. Bite-sized crew here on this Monday evening, recording a bit later than usual. I'm your host Barry Murphy, joined as always by my ever-dependable co-host and producer, Mr. Paul Griffin. Honk, honk. That's right. He's here. He's honking to compensate for the lack of Joe Towner. Uh, Joe Towner is uh, the old ball and chain. Got him. Uh, Got him uh, doing the dishes, I believe I heard he was doing. is, is That's what he's going to be up to and washing up um, and uh, being put to work. So, Darn, makes you think. Darning socks, I think. Yeah, ironing and all that. Um, and just generally being made uh, to, to be something of a house husband. Um, so, he's unavailable. So, uh, so me and Paul are going to soldier on here. We're going to have probably a shorter show than usual uh, for you on this Monday Eve. And then, obviously, later uh, this week, we'll have a Raw 25 review and a Royal Rumble preview and all that other stuff. So, Paul, I've had a very uneventful week. i got to tell you, right. I don't have much life guff to discuss. Uh, actually, now that I think about it, do I have a single thing of note that happened to me? No, I don't think did, so. Did you just lie... In a coffin for a week. I mean, I did do like I did do literal things. Things did happen to me, but nothing of any real <laughs> note substance. I did go to work. I ate. I had a tasty burger on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. I watched some movies and played some video games, which we will discuss momentarily. Well, I love that our week has been so busy that in in our life guff file that we have here. <laughs> I, I've written bought some clothes. Oh, don't give it away. <laughs> That's how big a week this is. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I don't even have that. So that's good. Um, yeah, so we got uh, we got some stuff to come up uh, talk about. But what, what do you get started on your on your life, Guff, there? You have to live enough life for the three of us because I haven't lived my life. And... Um, uh, uh, Joe is living his life. wife. Yeah, Joe's Joe's actually living his life, which is why he can't be here. Which makes you think. Well, yeah, I guess we get some background into that first. So we we're supposed to record yesterday. Um, I had even knocked together our like run sheet. Um, and then like Eric Bischoff, I tore it up right before. Oh. Um. What? What was it? An hour before we usually start. Hmm. Um and essentially what caused there to be no show yesterday, and essentially what's caused Joe not to be on this week at all, which is in a way is, is my fault. Um, is on Friday Nathy got three wisdom teeth out. Oof. And uh, yeah, it was a tough, a tough old one because not only is the teeth out, and that's bad, obviously, because she's in a lot of pain. What was over the entire weekend but also she had lost a bit of feeling in her face um down around the chin area and she was obviously a little bit freaking out a little bit upset about that um so i was getting her ice packs and bringing her ice cream and stuff and um so it was just a little bit a little bit hectic here and we were both kind of a little bit run down a little bit tired and i I just kind of felt like if we had done the show yesterday that I wouldn't have had my my mind completely in the game and it would have been not very good to be honest. I even said I even put the offer I said if you guys just want to go ahead I'll I'll record it but not not be on it. 
Um, so that would have been an option. That would have been a rare Barry and Joe episode. But uh, Joe, anyway, uh, is with Michelle. So he um, he said that he might as well not do it as well. And that's kind of led us to here today. Um, this morning- Your boy, the Barry lad, is the only one committed to the cause, folks. That's right. I'm the only one slumming us here. I'm the, in the studio breaking my back while the other two are skiving off at the missus. Um, that's not true. Paul's not skiving, to be, to be fair. Uh, you know, Joe's, Joe's sitting next to Michelle and texting her as we speak. Um, that's by their own admittance or admittal. What's that word? Anyway. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, you know, it's anyway. awkward, awkward weekend. You know? Anyway, yeah, so this morning we took Natty to the doctor, had a look yeah. at it. Then to the dentist, had a look at it. And uh, she's doing a little bit better today. She's on different, That's- more powerful painkillers. That's kind of helping. That's very good. Um, ooh, give me one of them. Um, Is, did, does she have a mark doctor? Just, he's just like, oh, I wrote this prescription for, oh, what's this, 60 of these? That seems like a lot. Anyway, here you go. <laughs> She's a right Ken Kennedy, so she is. <laughs> um, so, no, uh, that's kind of hopefully going to take care of itself now. And, uh, yeah, today was okay to the point where uh, we can do the show. And everyone's happy and everyone is good. I, uh, I had to take the morning off work to go with her to the doctor and the dentist because can't really talk um so i arrived to work at the the prompt time of 10 past 11 today uh so i'm doing extra hours to make up for that so i had a big long old day i was up at eight this morning and i got home from work at about six big old big old long day uh scott mcavoy probably tutting at my weak (laughs) liver spotted body not being able to handle a 10 hour work day but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not used to it okay um, yeah. and I'll be working I'll be working 10 hour days tomorrow and Wednesday as well to make up so and we'll all be taken care of we'll get all my money speaking of work by the way um, I mentioned last week that I was going for uh, an interview at work only got the job didn't I oh hello Money in the pocket, mate. Oh, so Paul just—he keeps climbing that ladder. He's like, he's like Jeffrey Hardy the way he likes to climb the ladder, but he won't be jumping off. No, sir. He'll be sitting quite happily atop it, <laughs> climbing another ladder which was perched on. The climbing first another ladder on top of that one. Yeah, so I'm a team leader now. I haven't started yet. I, I've accepted the position, but obviously there'll be a, there'll have to be a handover of my position because I'm the only training specialist for the whole company. So someone will have to come do my job, and then I'll go off and be a team leader, uh, which ain't too bad. Um, works out at about a f- between a four and a five grand raise, which is pretty nice. Um, so looking forward to starting that a new challenge. Uh, update for listeners. I will be working in the same department as a CSP favorite, Mama. So you can expect more Mama tales coming up. Unless he dies or something before then. But he probably won't, even though he's quite old. (laughs) Paul, I I, I can't work since uh, uh, St. Patrick's Day. 
And then you have to have a dispute with, with Mama about, you know, holidays and, well, Mama, we need you in here. And he, and he puts a hex on you. <laughs> For the record, everyone, this is a thing. If you're new to the show, this is a thing that Mama does. I'm not being racist by, like, doing a little African voice and then saying he puts a hex on people. No, he actually believes in, like, hexes and stuff. <laughs> v- I am well, voodoo specifically. voodoo specifically. I am not cancelled. I will never be cancelled. Mm. I don't know that you're entirely woke, though. I have listen. We've all I, we talked about this a few weeks ago on the show. Mm. None of us are perfect, especially on this show. I think you're woke, but I think you're in a kind of daydreamy haze. <laughs> oh, dearie me! Well, you got your promotion anyway. I did. Uh, what did you do to celebrate? Um, well, the day I found out I got the job was the same day Matthew was getting their teeth out. So in between <laughs> those two things happening. We did have a Burger King. <laughs> that was it. All right. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Well, it's funny because I'm on a diet now, a proper diet, not one of these diets where you say you're on a diet, but you keep eating it in shite. Um, oh, a real the old one. The old, uh, so since last Monday, I've already lost, depending on what time of the day I weigh myself, about four to six pounds, which isn't too right. bad. Um, yeah. And I, I, I have a goal. So listeners, this is my accountability blog here um have a goal i want to hit 185 by the 17th of february 185 pounds that is okay because you remember i mentioned a little while ago on the show that i was creeping perilously close to the the 200 mark okay well i long jumped over that mother oh really i think i got to 205 and i'm 198 now that's not say that's not say I was two or five when I started dieting, but I kind of on let's on heavier days I would peak at about two or five. Uh, so I'm one ninety eight now on a normal like not weighing myself first thing in the morning when I'm starving. I'm it's kind of my if I went out to weigh myself now I'd be one ninety eight. Um, so I'm I'm on the way back down. I'm seeing the progress. I kind of today I kind of looked at myself for the first time and felt like I was notably a little bit smaller than I tend to be. Okay. Um, so essentially what it is, I haven't had any Coke since last Tuesday. I sound, I'm going to sound like a heroin addict for a lot of this, by the way. I understand that. Listen, this is how, this is how I talk about my Coke habits. All, all, all my coworkers are just disgusted every time I mention my Coke consuming habits. So I'm right there with you. Well, that's you, one of the big so things. I feel like I haven't, I haven't had any Coke since Tuesday. I haven't had any crisps or sweets or chocolate or... Oh. That's kind of how it goes. Everything... I'm allowed two treats, okay, which I'll get into in a second. But um, for the most part, everything that you could... Here's my diet, okay? Everything you consider bad, I replace that with something that is considered good. That's the diet. Um, So I don't have toast in the morning anymore at work. And I don't have a can of Coke with that and a little bar. Uh, I have an an apple instead. So apple is my breakfast now. And then for lunch, I don't have a load of chips and a bag of popcorn, and a, a bottle of Coke. I just have water, and I'll have a, a, another apple, and I'll have some spinach. And then when, I get okay. ho- then when I get home, I'll have whatever my regular dinner that I would normally have. And yeah, there's no snacking in between. I might have a bowl of cereal before I go to bed. And I had, <laughs> this is going to sound really sad, right? But I had a feeling recently, like in my, in my gut, a feeling that I have not had in quite a while, which was I felt hungry. Because um, I felt like before what i would do is i would just kind of keep myself topped up all the time 
So I never feel hungry, you know? Um, I would just go out to the kitchen and eat something kind of more procedurally than because I felt hunger in my body. Um, but the other day it was near the end of work and I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. So it's like your body's way of telling you when you go home to make your dinner as opposed to it just being at six. That's dinner, I guess. Um, so that was nice. And I, again, I, I'm not like starving myself or anything like that. Like that's one way I wouldn't go about it. I'm, I'm trying to eat still a lot of food, but that the food I eat would be good food instead of bad food. So I miss me, me crisp sandwiches. Uh, yeah. A virtue of, of this podcast and a virtue of Ireland is the, the crisp sandwich, which I haven't had again since last week. No Coke. Um, I don't know that I miss much of it either, to be fair. I, I, I haven't had like a craving for any of those those things. I guess this is maybe why, because like I said, I am allowed two treats. So I am allowed um, low-fat popcorn, which I haven't had in three days anyway, but I'm allowed to have that. Yeah. And I'm allowed to have, <laughs> in the weirdest loophole ever, I'm allowed to have loop-the-loop ice pops. Why is that allowed? I don't know. I guess they're all right, are they? <laughs> I I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed so, but you know, I don't know. I feel like loop de loop has a bit of chocolate on it, and has like a sweetness to it. So if I have one loop de loop, that would kind of cut out the craving that I normally have for like a, a Dairy Milk bar and Haribo and that. Just one little thing. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm satisfied, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, and to be fair, it's a great it's a great chocolate. Yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at now, um, and I'm kind of I, I, I'm. I've been sticking to it since I started. I started last Monday. Uh, now, you might, eagle-eared listeners might say, Paul, you said you didn't have a Coke since Tuesday. Now you're telling us you started on Monday. Well, here, here is my second loophole, is that anything that I had in the house from before I was a good boy, I was allowed to finish those. So they're gone now. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. Um, so It'd be kinda, wasteful, you know. It would, indeed. So that's kind of where, I, where, where I'm at now. It's going well so far. Um, because you know, I got to the point where I was just looking at the beer. I was like, hmm, I don't like the shape of that thing in there, so I'm gonna try and make that a good, a better shape. But it's, yeah, it's 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 tough, you know. Spinach isn't s- supremely nice. It's just kind of functional more than anything. The functional Nikki. Um, however, unlike the functional Nikki, I'm not just gonna turn back onto sweets after a day. Um. I also got my iPod repaired because that was broken. Um, there's a good, a good place in Dublin that, that does that. I'll give them a little, sh- a little shout out here. Go on, go on, give it a little um, plug. A little, little pluggy pluggy. I had a problem with my iPod. My, this iPod Natty got for me last Christmas. So it was like my Christmas present from last year. Uh, 160 gig- gigabyte iPod classic, fifth generation. Lovely. For all me podcasts and, and whatnot, and me music. Uh, and it, it got to a stage then when one earphone w- wasn't working anymore. And I thought, well, it's a problem on the earphones. I'll have to buy a new pair. So I, buy, I, I did go out and bought a new set of earphones. And yeah. also, those ones are not playing anything through the right channel. So I was like, oh. You're oh. Like, ah, my ear is broken. <laughs> I'm deaf. Um, so yeah, it turned out that there's a problem with the, the jack inside the, the iPod. So okay. I, brought, I brought that into uh, uh, a shop called... Uh, is it Express Tech? Express Tech in Dublin. Let me just make sure that's the right name of it. Yeah, Express Tech. It's on Baggett Street. So it's down by Marion oh, yeah. Square. 
and I, I went in there's, there, there was no like well what happened first actually was I sent them an email saying is this something that you guys would be able to take a look at because I know the iPod is fifth generation is quite old but it's it, old yeah. It's, yeah it's 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 the Kevin Nash of iPods and <laughs> um, they said yeah drop, drop, drop in we have a look at it um, the, the, the reason I found out about this place by the way was when I went on Google and searched like iPod repair Dublin and the first like five results I found all were talking about how rude and unhelpful the staff were so I went yeah. I went to the place that had the best reviewed staff basically um, so we went into the store last week to drop in the iPod and there was two people in the queue in front of me I don't know what they were getting repaired like a phone or a laptop or whatever but the prices they were being quoted were very very expensive so I think I heard something like 180 euro for a repair. Then the next one was like also over 100. So I'm thinking, geez, I'm going to be spending 100 euro, 150 euro on this thing. Um, So I got the call anyway. Actually, I didn't get a call. I got a text that it was ready to be picked up. So I went in on Saturday morning. And uh, pleasantly surprised. Only cost 50 to repair. That's with a new part. So they opened it up, put a new jack in and put it back together. Uh, and with a year warranty, that's not too bad, is it? Yeah, that's good. I was happy with that, and 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 the staff were nice. <laughs> so there you go. Pop that in the Google review. Yeah, it did not bother me whole to leave a review though. No, of course not, because you never do. People never do unless it's bad, you know. Uh, well, next time you're down on Baggett Street, you can also get some delicious rockets. <laughs> Just do you mean bring it back to burgers? Do you mean rocket salad or any rockets? No, Eddie Rockets has a spin-off brand called Rockets. Oh, really? I didn't even know about it. And it's it's very very similar. It's weird because it's it's all it's so similar. I think it's better, but it is so similar that I'm always, I kind of think like why do you have this? But basically, it's kind of going for the five guys thing. It's a okay. super basic it's super basic menu of uh you know like Eddie Rockets has like sliders and hot dogs. I think Rockets just has various types of burgers and dressed fries. Right. Uh, also, their fries are crinkle cut, which means it's different. Mm. Uh, I remember Burger King Rock- used to do those, and I missed them. Seriously. Yeah, they, yeah. Ro- Rockets. I I do prefer Rockets to Eddie Rockets for what it's worth, and they have one in St. Stephen's Green as well. So um, that's it's worth checking out. Mm. But that's Burger Guff. Anyway, for yeah, well, I can't do Burger Guff at the moment, Barry. Oh yeah, so no more, no more burger golf on this. On this, just pay me the burger you owe me, and we'll call it quits. <laughs> well, when I go to see OTT in a couple of weeks, I will be having a Bunsen. That's that's allowed. I'm gonna allow myself that. Well, you gotta have your treats. You gotta have. You your gotta have your little treats here and there. Otherwise, what's the point of life? <laughs> <if you can't. laughs> Although, is it like Bunsen, like not close anymore to to where the OTT thing is? It's not, but we can get Lewis. Mm. So, uh, so that's life, Guff. Yeah. Um, seems like you're doing well. Good luck on the diet. Sounds like it's off to a good start. I hope so. Next time you see uh, me, I'll be a little skinny Malinx man. And I'll be the big fat one, because I'm not on a diet. Or I'll be bigger than ever. We'll see how it goes. Well, I'll support you no matter what. Thank you. Uh, what telly you been watching this week? I've just been watching more Good Place, which is still great. Um, yeah, and that's it. I haven't watched anything new this week, unfortunately. So yeah. Uh, well, I finished the first season of the Grand Tour with everybody's favorite woke SJWs. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy, 
Jeremy Clarkson and the gang. Swearing Jesus wankers. I don't know why Jesus is in there in the middle. I don't know what that was. Um, that's a good series. Uh, enjoyed it. I started the second one, so I'm still on the first episode. Uh, already like some changes they've made between seasons one and two, so that's good. Uh, continue to watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. That's still oh yeah, good. That, that's that's got better since last I spoke about. It. Last time I was kind of not so hot on it, just because kind of the writing is a little too kiddy. The last few episodes have been good though. The last few episodes have been good. So we're on season one, episode thirteen. There, thereabouts. I also watched a few episodes of Robot Chicken because that's the that's back, by the way. What's that? Robot Chicken. Oh yes, 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 yes. Watch watched the uh, two episodes of that yesterday. I have the hiccups now, which is great when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, especially when there's only two of us. <laughs> watched a few episodes of that. that. That was quite good. Um, I just found out as well that there was a, an American Dad brought out over Christmas, which I've not had a chance to watch yet. So I'm very much looking forward to that. That's a show that I thoroughly enjoy. You uh, you watching the old Animu, the Avatar. Well, Avatar is a uh, is an American show. It's not Japanese. Well, whatever. It's a little weeaboo program. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I sure. re- I have to ask uh, on this the eve of the release of the Dragon Ball game. Now remember, Barry. Were you, were stay, you, stay woke. Stay woke here. Go on. Were, were you a, a a Dragon Ball fan ever? I do have a Dragon Ball story. If you want to hear about it. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Um, I, I never watched Dragon Ball in my life. I think it's st- I mean, either. stupid. It's just people fighting, <laughs> fighting for hours. Um, uh, I like that we neither of us have watched it. We both hate it. <laughs> anyway, I was in Florida in uh, 2003. Um, I remember because that's when I bought Pokemon... Sapphire, which had come out. It, it wasn't out in Ireland yet, but it was out in America. So I was going to be the envy of all my friends um, because I would have got uh, early. So it came out in North America 19th of March 2003, but it only came out in Europe in July 25th 2003. So there was like a four month period between the releases there. So we went over to um, same point. we were there in, in maybe June 2003. I remember Vividly, this was around the time Kane set Jim Ross on fire on Raw, <laughs> just after he had taken his mask off. Um, so we got the games, and the guy serving us, I think this might have been in a Best Buy or Walmart. I think it was probably a Best Buy. And we are buying the games there, um, and the guy serving us was this, like, 40-year-old black guy. Like, he wasn't quite Mama's age, but he was certainly too old for what he was about to say to us um so he was selling us these pokemon games and pokemon obviously as barry very succinctly said does border on being a weeaboo thing (laughs) um and the guy serving us went you guys like dragon ball (laughs) we're like can you please just sell us the game please stop well it's a fair assumption you know (laughs) you like spike hair you're gonna love this spike hair thing you like spiky hair and characters who go ah! in front of like plain color backgrounds because we're too cheap to like animate properly. Well, this is actually one thing that my brother says about anime because he's a big ant. He, he doesn't doesn't stand for that anime shite. 
his his criticism of it is that it's just people going. <laughs> Which, in fairness, I think is probably valid. Um, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball just seems like the most exhausting thing ever. Like everyone's just constantly shouting and putting all of their life energy into fireballs. Yeah, and and they alternate between going ah! and <sighs> you know, it's it's like they have two states. I was like, does anyone have a conversation on this show? Oh, please don't email in correcting us. They are super, super Saiyan. That's all I know about. Oh, God. And Goku. Anyway, if you if you like that, then enjoy that new video okay, game. Okay, wait. We have, we have an anime expert in here. You're going to decide now, live on the air, okay? You don't, you don't need to speak. You can just give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Is Dragon Ball any good? We got two thumbs up, Barry. Oh... To be fair, everyone oh, I know she's, <laughs> she's not only put her thumbs up, but she has her arms fully extended up in the air, vertically, oh, like no. like she's doing a H, with the thumbs up. Are we, are we going to have to eat our words? Well, no, I'm going to say now, I'm not watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> We're never going to watch Dragon Ball. Oh, no, she's crying now. Oh, look what you did, you ruined it. Is Dragon it's, Ball it's, not... Hang on, we're go, is Dragon Ball not just people for hours fighting and going... <laughs> <laughs> is that how, is that what it is? Okay, she's typing for me now. She's gonna type a response. Oh, because she's can't she can't sit there in silence and listen to this gibberish. And is Goku the little <laughs> lad with the does he have black hair and then he turns into blonde hair? Is that him? <laughs> <laughs> Even I. Okay, know that is Goku. Okay. Yes, that's him. Goku. Oh God. Do you know what? In fairness, the only thing worse than Dragon Ball is. Super Saiyan the only thing worse than Dragon Ball is Naruto. <laughs> Have you ever watched that? No, because I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I have a nerd. Naruto, but Naruto is also good. No, it's not good. Here, listen, you're one to talk. You watch all your stu- studio gibbos. Further it goes, but it's a good series. I watch Studio Ghibli's and they're good. You know, he's, Paul watches his... He's, he's, Paul thinks he's all great because he watches his studio... As two people talk to me now. <laughs> Paul thinks he's great because he watches his studio gibbos and he doesn't watch uh, he doesn't watch Cartoon Network animus and he just thinks he's better than everyone. Well, I hope that he makes you watch Dragon Ball and I hope you come on here and you eat loads of crow about being wrong about yeah, it. Yeah, well, Dragon Ball is an anagram of garbage fail. So there. <laughs> I don't think that's true. because no Don't look that up, but I assure you it is. Anyway, speaking of garbage, let's no, move on a- to video games. Attack on Titan is good, and so is Fullmetal Alchemist and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. All other anime is bad. That's my breaking news. Oh, uh, Matty is sending me just the word boo. <laughs> oh no, you're breaking uh, up with me? Is that what's happening? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure I'm sure someone will okay. send us an email with with Dragon Ball takes. Um, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some. Oh video no, well, games. We were, go on. That's, yeah, I'm saying let's talk about some video games. <laughs> okay, what have you been playing? Uh, I just kind of, I've I finished uh, Pyre, um, which I really loved. Um, I was very surprised by the sort of second half of it. it you've kind of. Uh, 
you, you kind of have this motley crew of characters in Pyre. And early on, I was like, I have my favorites. And then there's these other characters who are, like, solid. Mm. Um, and, and the story is all about trying to, like, liberate these characters from, like, this basically this kind of limbo, purgatory-type place. And I, halfway through, I was fairly sure I knew who I wanted to go free. But they do such a good job with all the flavor text and all the optional conversations and stuff like that. That I was actually pretty, I was pretty stuck on some of the decisions I had to make. It's it's not a um, it's not a telltale type situation where it's like a binary or anything. But you you, you kind of have to commit to uh, to getting certain people out. Uh, and, and I found it pretty tough. Uh, it was really great. Uh, it was one of my favorite games of, of last year, and it was just 20 quid. Uh, so I would highly recommend that to anyone. Well, I'm looking That's at it. pictures over here. Is this the, the person with the big horns coming out of their head? Yes, yeah. This yeah, looks that... like some Dragon Ball stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's got this really fantastic art style. It's like all the all the character art is just like, it looks like just beautiful, like hand-drawn uh, stuff. It's not. It's not fully animated. Like those. It's like a. It's almost like a graphic. Not not a graphic. A visual novel in terms of uh, all the story segments are just those character models and text, and then they're all fully animated during the gameplay sequences, which are kind of like. Uh, uh, I think I described it before. It's kind of like a, a a high fantasy version of basketball. It's like a, a you know, a three versus three, passing a ball around, trying to get it to the into the hole in the other person's uh, court. Mm. Uh, so that so that's fully animated, but those the, the talking of which there is a lot. It's it's split right down the middle between the sports game and like a traditional adventure game, uh, where where you're making dialogue choices and 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 trying to level people up. And uh, it's it's great. It looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. It's the story is very intriguing. Um, yeah, that's great. And and like I said, I mean, uh, I always love when one of the best games of the year is a twenty quid indie game. Uh, compared to some of the other stuff. And, and like yourself, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, which has been uh, tremendous. How are you getting on with that? Great. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm soldiering on. I, I, I've kind of been using it as like my podcast game of sorts. Sure. I like, you know, if I'm doing like a story mission, I'll obviously, you know, I want to listen to the dialogue because I'm into the story for what it's worth. But uh, tons of side stuff, like the hunting to level up your um, your equipment is really great and really satisfying. And it's just a it's just a cool thing to kind of uh, dedicate some time to just you know stick on a podcast and hide in the bushes for ten minutes waiting for a crocodile to come by. Yeah. Uh, so you can get so you can hard, make a walk. hard leather. Get that hard leather on your chest to protect Bayek. Uh, yeah, it's really fantastic. And also, it's just like I, every time I play it, I'm I'm continually like awed at how great it looks. It's a great looking game. Um, but some of the character models are a little bit ropey, but generally it's nice looking. A, li- a little ropey, and some of the you know facial animation, some of it, some of it's good, some of it's not so good. Uh, but the environment, the world is just like fantastic. It's like that and Horizon are like like probably the two most in terms of games that are going for something approaching a real life world. Uh, obviously, Horizon has a sci fi element, but they they both just look tremendous. So yeah, loving it, loving it, loving it. I uh, like. I think we've both mentioned just. Really can't overstate how surprised I am. It's how great. Good, it's really great. How, how great this Assassin's Creed game is. So yeah, that's my first uh, one. Did you play any of the old ones? I played one, and like most people, I was supremely disappointed after all the hype. Right. Uh, I never, I never finished it. It's it just, it was so repetitive. Uh, I took a break for years. Everyone told me to play two because two was like this crazy acclaimed thing. I played two to completion. It was really, really good. 
And then I was like, okay, but I still don't like love the Assassin's Creed formula. And then I bounced off until Syndicate, which was the one before this one. Mm. So that was so that was two years ago, uh, and that one was good. But again, I I put a couple hours into it. I said this is good, and then I stopped. Uh, so yeah, this is the this is probably the first one since two that I've sunk tons of time into, and two was two thousand and nine, I think. So. Right, that long ago. Jesus. Yeah. Well, yeah, I- so it's so it's your first. Yeah, I um, I'm a, I just hit level twenty three where I am, and uh, yeah, for uh, in terms of it being a jumping on point, it's definitely like I I don't think I could enjoy it any more than than I really am. So I don't really have much else to say about it. Okay, yeah, so I think we talked about we talked about it a lot uh, um, previously, so um. What else you been you been playing? Because that's that's it for me. I'm just I'm, I, uh, I I I I haven't touched Evil with Evil Within two for a while, but I, I gotta keep plugging away at that and Assassin's Creed, and I want to start uh, Yakuza Kiwami soon. Um, just the I haven't played any of the Yakuza games. Like, what kind of games are those? Like, how are they so, just like GTA style? Uh, they're they're weird. So they are kind of open world. You know, you have a main, you know, uh, crime warfare storyline and tons of side quests, and you can kind of tackle them in any order like a GTA game. But the big difference is, I guess, it's not a shooter. Um, it's it's almost kind of like an, an old school RPG. You'll be walking from one point of the map to the other to go to do a mission objective, and you'll stumble into a, a random battle. Some some thug, some rival yakuza on the street will just approach you for a fight, um, and it's kind of like a character action game. You're pressing your square and your triangle to mix up your heavy and light attacks. You have a grapple. Um, you've got a skill tree, so you know you you uh, can unlock new moves and abilities and a, a bigger health bar. So it's an action game at its core, but it, it's its specialty is kind of that it's uh, all the side quests are like are like uh, first of all they're extremely irreverent. the The story is like almost completely humorless. It's like GTA without the humor. It's just right. deadpan yakuza mafia intrigue, and it's really good. It's really really good. It's 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 a good you know gangland tale and then the side quests are just like all the comedy of gta then distilled into pure comedy side quests where uh kiryu your 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 protagonist your badass mafia debt collector will walk past a sex dungeon and a patron is complaining because the dominatrix is like not intimidating enough so he begins giving her like coaching lessons on how to be mean uh and that's played for total laughs it's it's bizarre but it's really fantastic i would rec i would recommend anyone anyone at all yourself included uh play yakuza zero uh it's it's a prequel there's like it's like the sixth game to come out which uh it's it's it feels like it's very much geared towards new players uh there's only a handful of things in the entire like 40 hours i played where i was like uh that's that's a nod to to longtime fans it it really it, it's a really great starting point um the the story is great. The main story is great. It, it's hilarious. The humor is great. the The combat is really satisfying and fun. It's not a it's not a, a difficult to master character action game. It's not, that's not typically the type of game I would play. Um, but it's great. 
and uh, and um, uh, yeah, and they have uh, the sixth entry, which I guess be the seventh game overall, including Zero, uh, is coming out for PS4 um, uh, later this year. And this is the first one that's like purpose made for the PS4. Mm. Uh, Yakuza Zero and Kiwami are ports of a very very late PS3 game, so they look good, but they, they're obviously not purpose built for the four but um it's great yeah it's just it's it's a it's a it's a a very hard to wrap your head around thing until you actually play it but it's it's really fantastic and i was i was a kind of like we were with anime yeah just earlier i was i had never really played it and i just thought it looked like the stupidest weirdest thing ever but um uh, zero was a really great jump in point so yeah so i'm gonna get to to kiwami soon uh, i was gonna say kiwami are you talking about Dragon Ball or what is this stuff? It sounds so like it's weird. Dragon it's, Ball to me. So the name just translates to Yakuza Extreme, uh, which is what <laughs> which is what Kiwami means. But it's actually basically they just remade the first one, um, and it was such a success that they've made the they've they've also remade the second one. Uh, that's only that's only out in Japan. It's not out yet. So um, and it's it's uh, the. Kiwami is a is a like a I don't want it's not budget release but it's like cheaper than a full retailer I think it's like regular retail price is like forty US dollars so it's not even a full game, um, so I, I I picked that up and uh, yeah so I've I've played zero I'm gonna play the remake of one and I'll fill in the gaps before I play six. Um, <laughs> Look up know, a, I mean, a YouTube video. They they put a timeline on their website so okay. so zero was actually a really it was a big huge smash in the west which yakuza has never been in the past the original yakuza in 2005 which came out on ps2 they had a fully english voice acted um ps2 western release Mm -hmm. uh with mark hamill and michael madsen and a bunch of other celebrities and it was a colossal failure and nobody bought it and they're like right we're never doing that ever again and every subsequent game has been like this massive debate if it would even come out in this part of the world, like just with subtitles. They've never even approached doing English voice acting again because the 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 thought process for the longest time was Western people don't want to play this. But apparently Zero was just this smash hit. It was the game where it finally kind of clicked in the West, and they you know Sega were publicly like this. We're bringing we're going to bring Kiwami two to the West because everyone ate up Zero and Kiwami. Like it was the coolest thing, uh, so it so it seems like it's kind of it, it's it's got new breath since they put out those two games. So um, I would definitely say give them a look if you want um, something a little bit different. But yeah, so um, so that's that's what I'm going to play. Do you have, do you have um, any other games there besides uh, Assassin's Creed you wanted to mention? Yeah, I was playing uh, a little bit of L.A. Noir on the Switch. Oh yes. Uh, which I'm enjoying a lot. Graphically, uh, not as good as I remember looking. I remember one of the things about L.A. Noir when it first came out was that the faces were like um, taken from the faces of the actors who portrayed the characters or something, and that was kind of put into the game. So the faces move uh, in a very realistic way and look very kind of authentic. But then the bodies have that kind of janky PS3 bodies. <laughs> you know, they don't look entirely great. Um but it, I think I think it's it's a game that works really well on the Switch, insofar as it can just be very very easily kind of picked up and put down, and you can you can just do a little part of an investigation. You know, it it is kind of segmented up into that way that does make it 
suitable for the Switch. Graphically for the Switch, it looks great, I must say. Um, it obviously doesn't hold up when you're you're spending part of your time playing, you know, the new Assassin's Creed on a PS4, and then going into L.A. Noir game from like twenty ten ish, something like that. It doesn't quite hold up, but um, mechanically, it's very good. The only thing I would say about the Switch is, uh, or the version of the Switch is, the 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 button to to kind of sprint or to drive is the right trigger button of the Switch. And when you're playing it in handheld mode, that can cause your finger to kind of cramp because it's almost an unnatural button to have held for a long time or to be constantly tapping. So, if if yeah. if that was mapped to like Y or something, maybe a little bit, it'd be a little bit easier. But um, yeah, I've done the first few little investigations. It's, it's nice to get back into the um, the flow of like reading people's faces in the game and like picking the right uh choice based on whether you think the person is lying or not and like, i really like that little mechanic in it um so i think it's definitely worth a purchase as a kind of a switch game i think i think it suits yeah. the switch console a lot and i mean i forgot how big the world was in as well especially for switch games it's huge huge um la world that takes place in um and then of course it's a nice compliment to have that on the side whenever again whenever there's I always use it as my Switch thing is whenever there's football on the TV, you pop pop on the Switch. Um, but I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I also picked up some um, new PS4 games because there was a, a there is a, a sale on an under twenty euro sale. So I did pick up Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice for like nineteen ninety nine, which isn't too bad. And another game that I'm even more excited to play because I missed it first time round, but I did pick it up for 13 euro, is Okami HD. Oh, very nice. So I'm very, very much much looking forward to starting Okami, because I've been told that that is the best Zelda game of that generation. Of course, it's not really Mm. a Zelda game, but it's held in very high regard. So I'm really... That's the gist of what it's going for, I understand, yeah. Yeah, so... To pick up both of those games for about 33 euro combined... Is not bad. Pretty good. So that's all the games. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, most of my time spent playing Assassin's Creed. That's yeah. By far the biggest bulk of my gaming right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's and it's it's fucking huge as well. That game is massive. I think I'm gonna pick up the the DLC when it comes out as well. The yeah. I mean, I'm I'm nowhere near finishing it, but I kind of get the feeling that like I will happily revisit this. Um, uh, as as the the months go by, especially because I would hope that that they stick to this formula and they do. I don't know if they've commented one way or the other, but I would love a two year cycle, um, yeah, for for Assassin's Creed because as, as cool and refined as these new systems are, I think the I think part of the problem was even if you liked Assassin's Creed, I mean, it's like you kind of had your fill of it every year for the last like six or whatever it was. Um. So 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 yeah, but um yeah, it's it's cool. Um, so not a whole lot of movie guff on, on the agenda there for this week. Uh, I saw Gerald's Game, uh, which is the Stephen King adaptation on Netflix, um, directed by Mike Flanagan, who did Hush, which I really, really liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you talking about Hush. All right. And I think, I haven't seen it, but I think he did like the acclaimed Ouija movie. 
Like, did people like the sequel? Is there one of those? I don't know. Yeah, no, people, it was like, yeah, I think it was actually just last year, or maybe the year before, mm-hmm. um, like, Ouija 2 came out, and everyone was like, oh, fuck, yeah, fucking Ouija 2, and they were like, no, 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 you gotta go see it, like, Ouija 1 is like an all-time bad movie, but like, Ouija 2, I, I think, I think it's the same guy, I might be getting confused, but he no, definitely no, you're, you're right here, Ouija, Origin of Evil. That's the one, yeah. What's his Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, on, well, I have Wikipedia here, uh, 82% apparently, Jesus. Yeah. So, which is what, which is quite turned around. So, yeah, Mike Flanagan, you know, quickly becoming a, a handy little director. I mean, like Hush isn't like a, a, you know a, a groundbreaking film. It's 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 pretty safe. Uh, Gerald's Game is a super fucking weird movie, and it's a, it's a very Stephen King movie. I've I've never read the book, but it's 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 it. You can feel you know it, that it's one of his stories, and it's it's kind of. Uh, psychological horror and and some good old-fashioned uh you know gore and some some just very uh, unusual unsettling characters um but yes yeah, so basically it's about uh, i i was not familiar with the book or the story at all before i watched it so basically it's about uh, an older couple go to the woods uh to have a a saucy weekend away to try and spice up their marriage uh including the wife being handcuffed to the bed and the man pops a little blue pill uh, when they're about to get down to business and he dies of a heart attack and the woman is stuck there uh, handcuffed to the bed and so I was expecting it to kind of be this thing like uh, a movie just like a, a simple movie about her trying to basically uh, worm her way out of the bed and hack the bed to pieces or, or all this other stuff it's actually that's obviously the, the the thrust of the of the plot, but there's so much more going on. There's a a real psychological deep dive on the character that I won't go into here. That was uh, uh, really really interesting, really well done. Um, yeah, it was it was really great. Yeah, I don't I don't want to really get into too many specifics about it because it was really cool. Um, yeah, really good. One thing I will say is if you uh, if you don't like the gore, mm-hmm. I'd maybe give this one a miss. Okay, that's me. Um, the the finale of this movie is one of the most like stomach churning things I've seen in a film, and I can't tell how long. And I am not squeamish. And me and Kira are watching this, and the two of us, unashamedly, I think usually we would at least, you know, I don't like to make it obvious that I'm squirming in my seat, but the two of us were like unable to look at 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 one of the the moments in the in the in the in the finale of the of this thing. It was. Simultaneously, a really impressive, fantastic uh, uh, effect, and also completely stomach-churning in in what it was. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen enough Netflix movies to to really comment on what what the best would be. Let's say I probably like. I think I might have liked Hush a bit more. I like the simplicity of Hush, um, but this is this is right there with it. Um, yeah, so so uh, two thumbs up for that. Solid solid horror movie. Uh, and definitely, uh, if you like the, the Stephen King vibe of creepiness, uh, this will certainly scratch that itch. Uh, and that's it. You didn't see any movies this week, Paul? No. Although, okay. the Oscar nominees are out tomorrow. Oh, are they? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I probably will have quite a few reviews for the weekend. Yes, yeah. And I, I'm i assuming it'll get nominated, but I think me and Kira are probably going to try and see The Post this weekend. Oh, yeah, I, I fully expect that to be nominated, because isn't Meryl Streep in it, the bitch? Yes, yeah. And um, even though I don't necessarily hear amazing universal acclaim for it... I've heard uh, it's good, I've heard it's good. 
I've heard it's good, but yeah, not. I've I've seen some some uh, dissenting opinion, oh. but uh, but anyway. Um, let's see here. Oh God, Disney! I just realized they are announcing the Incredibles two cast. Already. Uh, all the usuals, all, all the same cast playing the family. Then Sam Jackson again, obviously. Bob Odenkirk is in it. Uh, Jonathan Banks. Oh, it's just Breaking Bad now. Um, oh, do you know, by the way, speaking of Breaking Bad, we were watching an episode of Grey's Anatomy the other day. Yeah. Uh, who turns up in it is Little Hank. Oh, really? Little Hank from uh, Breaking Bad, yeah. So this would have been Series yeah. 3 of Grey's, probably around 2006. So we're oh, okay. a little bit before Breaking Bad started. Uh, we just this week passed the 10 year anniversary of the start of Breaking Bad. Yeah. How do you feel about Breaking Bad in retrospect now? Now that's uh, ten, well, it's 10 weird. years. Well, I rewatched it. Um, I can't remember how long we were going out, but me and Kira watched it. She hadn't seen it before. Yeah. And I, I had seen it once through. Uh, and I, God, watching it back, it was just so good. It was so good because you pick up on. So there's obviously, there was obviously tons of conversation when Breaking Bad finished. Like, oh, look at all these callbacks and nuances, and you know, every fucking listicle website. And here are the twenty five things you missed when you watched Breaking Bad. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. But watching it back, I mean, you really did watching that character arc um, progress was pretty incredible. And I feel like. I have so many memories of that show. It's so chocked full of moments, but not at the expense of like gradual storytelling and proper pacing and, and earning the moments. You know what I mean? It's mm. not just a, a, a breakneck pace moments factory. You know what I mean? It's, sure. it's um, everything felt earned and deserved. I, I think, I think it probably gets better with age. And I also think it probably, um, you know, the, the length of it is perfect. I don't think they could have done any more. I think, if it ended any sooner, it would have been would have been not enough. I, I think they really, I think they really. I think I think its legacy will probably grow with time. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So I and I've I haven't. Um, someone asked me actually, and I was like, I I've watched one season of Better Call Saul, and I was not grabbed by it at all. Yeah, so. same for me. I kind of uh, weirdly coming out of Breaking Bad, I kind of had a weird, almost Rick and Morty esque kind of resentment for it. Where like I really loved it when it was on the air, and when it was, when it was over, I kind of. Even the last, right to the very last episode, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. And then it was just in the aftermath. I don't know why, but all the seeing all the merchandise and it was just kind of everywhere, you know. That I just kind of kind of sick of it, sick of the exposure of Breaking Bad. Everything's Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I and think then, I like you say, Better Call Saul came out, and I watched the first season of it, like yourself, and I just didn't really care for. I just didn't think Saul was a particularly engaging character to kind of base mm. a series around so it's kind of felt like people really went crazy for the subsequent stuff like i i have been tempted to go back to it but yeah it's just, i was i was really cold on that maybe um, someday that. but yeah like you said i didn't really care about it. and then kind of recently i don't know i just kind of i've come full circle now and i feel like breaking bad's definitely one of those great shows of the last 20 years um, yeah It'll definitely be held up there, and in the the all time lists, it'll be near the top. I'd imagine one of the one of the great yeah, shows. I think certainly, yeah. Uh, and I, I I would love to to maybe rewatch it again. Um, mm. But um, the oh, that, speaking, Better Call Saul reminded me there. Actually, I did one one other video game was I did finish um, 
uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm, which is the prequel. It's very, it's better called Saul-esque, actually, because it's a prequel, and it kind of has a character who has moved into the role of protagonist who you're a little, eh, I don't know if I want this person as a protagonist. But um, all in all, it was, it was great. Um, uh, it, it, had, it had the best thing, the best compliment I can pay a prequel was I finished it, and I was like, oh, I would love to replay the original now and with, with this newfound context for these characters, um, uh, I would love to revisit the original. That's that's great because I, you don't want a superfluous one that like toys with characters in an odd way or contributes nothing, just mm. churned out for the sake of making it. But I feel like this uh, this really contributed something to the more. So I like that a lot. Well, that thing with Better Call Saul is uh, like in one of the episodes you have, um, what's the character's name? Uh, Tuco. Tuco and his grandmother. Abuelita, I'm trying to And it's like, I, yeah, it's oh, like he's, he's here. He's here because you know he's Tuco. And but they completely undermine the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Which is what I, which is what I, I liked about Life is Strange. Everyone who's in there is in there for a reason, and uh, and it's great. Those those games are really great, and they're not. They're really not perfect. They're actually kind of really flawed gems but i i love what they do um and the real heartbreakers as well um which is which is great you know nothing wrong with a little bit of a a heartbreaking story um anyway speaking of heartbreaking stories paul let's get into the wrestling news go on because we it was delayed for as long as possible but unfortunately it seems that the tivoli theater is not long for this world brother no um, as it was confirmed, the planning board confirmed that it will be torn down. The landowners are making something called an apart hotel. I don't know what that is. That's dangerously close to apartheid, I think. Which, as we all know, was bad. Yep. Um, but no, it's I don't know some kind of fucking apartment hotel building. Who knows? The point is. They basically said, you know, they posted the story. They're they're getting a photographer in to take pictures of all the uh, graffiti all over the Tivoli because it has lots of cool art all over it, which is true, which is fair enough. But that's it. It's done. It's it's the uh, we probably talked about it on this show when it happened. But there was a story like a year and a half ago that they wanted to demolish it, um, and they got and it was under review for the longest time, and eventually they got rejected uh, planning permission. And I didn't even know it was back under review, but there it is. It's it's done. So I guess uh, this this what appeared to be a one-off uh, for the coming event in in the Shure Road. In, sorry, in the arena. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, by the very way, very subtly our, done there, Barry. Yeah, our making fun of the arena annoyed some people. I noticed. Oh um, uh, what? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People were very annoyed at the piss taking of the arena trademark copyright all rights reserved. Who are the owners of the GA club? <laughs> no, no, some some fans, well, not fans, boss. Uh, um, well. But anyway, well, uh, it's 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 funny. It is funny. It That's is funny. Saying, but funny. anyway, uh, it seems like what what may have been a one off might now end up being sort of a trial for for the for the future because. Uh, yeah, the Tivoli is confirmed done scheme. We don't have a timetable on when that will be, but uh, I would imagine. Uh, I don't know that that building survives twenty eighteen. So, uh, so yeah, that's unfortunate, and obviously they can't run the stadium. Well, I've seen that the OTT Twitter account lately has been talking about how there just isn't an availability of 
suitable venues in Dublin, which is fair enough. I mean, that's a criticism that kind of Ireland Dublin has on on a kind of every level is that there's not enough suitable venues for big events. There's not suitable events, or suitable venues for smaller events. Because people were kind of tweeting at them saying, you know, you have the Academy and Vicar Street, and it's like, well they're always booked out and the tickets prices would need to be hiked up to a, an unreasonable level for it to be kind of viable so yeah and people always kind of kind of tetchy about their prices as is mm. um, but um but yeah yeah the Tivoli um, so was kind of perfect for it you know yeah, it's 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 gonna be sad to see it go. I mean, I, I think that's a special part of what OTT is, and I think I think that's obvious from the stadium shows. I mean, it's the same people and it's the same bookers and all that, but those shows just are missing something. You know what I mean? Mm, it's very unfortunate, but it's kind of yeah. outside of their control at the same time. So, oh, it is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to rag on them for that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we will update that obviously as it happens. That's a, a, a sad. Story. Also, we're we're just now two weeks away from the show on the uh, the arena. Yeah, Let's see what they did there. Um, so, looking forward to it based on what they've announced. Yeah, hopefully a GA ball does not get kicked through the arena at some point. Um. We shall see. I don't know how that. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to that show first of all a lot because the card is really good really good yeah um and i'm taking a, a friend who's not been to an ott show so it'll be his first one uh so really looking forward to that I'm very curious as, as to how the arena turns out very curious as to, like you say the atmosphere and the the seating arrangements and all of that we, we shall see we shall see um, yeah, so that's that. Speaking of uh, things that are about to be dead soon, CM Punk might be fighting in the UFC again. Yeah, uh, Dana White was quoted as saying that he's going to give him another shot. Confirmed. But will he show up on Raw 25? That's the question. Um, I would I would be dubious that you will. Probably not. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we have a question about whether or not CM Punk would wrestle this year? I think we did. I think we did. Last week. I think we did. Yeah, I think we all predicted. I think we all predicted no, actually. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so that'll be funny. <laughs> I was going to say, if you like comedy. Yeah. I mean, the thing, the, part of the problem with the first one is that he's just really fucking old getting into it. And he's not a natural athlete like fucking Randy Couture or whatever. And he's not good um, at it. Yeah, he's just, he, he like, it's not a type of thing where he can, you know, he learned from that loss and he can have an extra long camp. Like, I, maybe I will be wrong. I'm not an MMA expert, but I honestly don't envision him doing a whole lot better than last time, which was horrendous. Um, they have to get like, an even bummier bum in to fight him as well. Yeah, I mean, but like, how low can you conceivably go without embarrassing? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not just trying to shit on CM Punk, but like his performance was like, this is like embarrassing for like the top level MMA. It was an all time embarrassing. He was, he was dreadful. He was so bad. Like, like what, like, like in the, the, the two punches he threw were just embarrassing. Well, that, 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 that first punch lives in infamy now as a gif on the internet. Yeah. <sighs> but, um, 
And it's kind of gotten to the point now where it's like, I don't even want to hear anymore about admiring him for going in there and doing it. It's like, no, like he's fucking dumb and he's just getting these opportunities because he's a rich, famous asshole. Okay, well, now you're, like, now you're dumping on CM Punk. Now I am, now I am dumping on CM Punk, but anyway. <laughs> uh, what You got a little note in here. Did you watch SmackDown? It seems like you weren't impressed this week. Oh, yeah, it was. It sucked. I heard it was bad, to be fair, yeah. Uh, well, I wrote in our rundown, SmackDown airs worst ever episode. Uh, do you like your Jinder Mahal matches? Oh, God, no. Because you got two of them here. Um, I don't know what happened, because it seemed like nobody of note was on the show. I don't know whether there was a, like an important Raw house show or one of those other things, because like, Randy Orton wasn't on the show. Shinsuke Nakamura wasn't on the show. Kevin Owens wasn't on the show. AJ Styles wasn't on the show. Sami Zayn wasn't sure. on the show. Um, they all they all appeared in weirdly recorded backstage videos that were taped on phones, or they weren't at all. And AJ Styles appeared very briefly in a like interview segment backstage, which was horrendous. Um, so what we got was Jinder Mahal against Xavier Woods in a match that went. 18 minutes. Oh, God. Bobby Roode against Mojo Rawley in a match that went 13 minutes. And Jinder Mahal against Bobby Roode in a match that went 16 minutes. <laughs> All of those matches sucked. Um, they also had a, a six-women tag match, which was no good. And... Uh, like I said, they had these weird like selfie promos throughout the show where people would like cut a promo directly into a phone. It was like the kind of stuff you'd see before a live event, but it was on SmackDown instead. And uh, they did like one of them that had all the women in it, but it went for like 20 seconds combined. And they all just had, you know, horrible, really scripted one-liners where like Lana would come up and say, Did Umble will be ravishing again. And that was it. And then we go to like Ruby Riot, who's like, I'm really good, no one can stop me, and I'm going to win. And then Sarah Logan went, rip, 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 deep fur. And then it, then it just went on and on and on. It was terrible. And yeah, this was certainly a SmackDown that made me question whether or not I'm wasting my time watching SmackDown. Uh, I have decided, by the way, I'm going to start watching NXT again. Okay. With Ricochet and War Machine and all them. Candice LeRae going. I oh, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now's, now's the time to tag back in over there, I think. Because um, you've got lots of good people. Like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, uh, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, all the newbies. SmackDown, or NXT's got a pretty good roster going right now. SmackDown has Jinder Mahal wrestling twice on it for a combined 35 minutes. Oh, God. Um, so yeah, SmackDown was one of the worst wrestling shows I ever watched. Jesus, okay. okay. Um, up the, I know, I know it's I know it's not a pay per view, but up there with the December to dismembers of the world, um, or down there, you might say. Yeah, it's it was terrible. Um, so we'll see how how the next few weeks go. I am going to be watching Takeover this Saturday. That'll be my reintroduction to NXT. I'm going to start watching NXT every week again. I mean, I just I just watch those takeovers, and it's like the video packages do their job. I know, but 
I do like to have that like wrestling in the week as well. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I'm and not then saying Smack, that. SmackDown might go the way of the Dodo for a while. We'll see. We'll see how it continues over the next few weeks. But that's how bad this was. It really, really was like a morale breaker of a SmackDown. Yeah, I the I don't the only rest I watch the Raw highlights most weeks. Don't watch SmackDown. Don't watch. I cancel my progress. I still have an OTT sub, but I never use it. I haven't watched the last few contender shows or anything. I think I might um I might start watching this week in WWE as my Raw and SmackDown kind of. Yeah, that might do me. Like uh, a liar back in the day. I got my. Uh, I, I renewed my WXW subscription ahead of Sixteen Carat, and their mm. their weekly show is the most preposterously well produced independent wrestling show imaginable. Um, they got like picture in picture. Uh, replays like like the old WWF double features. Mm-hmm. Um, they have fantastic graphics that would not look out of place on a, on a television show like Impact. Um, they dub over the music because obviously all the indie wrestlers are using their indie themes. But they then um, they mix the audio such that you can hear the ring announcer doing his ring introductions, and there is not there is not a decibel of bleed over of the music like they i don't know if they if they just have superior audio mixing technology to every other indie but the idea of like ott or someone trying to do this on a video just sounds nightmarish uh it's it's really expertly done they have um english and german commentary options and if you're watching shotgun their weekly show um all the promos and backstage interviews are subtitled uh as well if you're watching the english version um, it is such a professional production. It really is, and the, and the storylines are really solid and and and, and to the point. Um, so strongly recommend, strongly recommend WXW if anyone's looking for uh, an indie video on demand subscription service that has weekly content. That's the other. That's the other bonus as well. They have a weekly show and a monthly. I don't know if they have monthly shows, but they have semi regular big shows uh, and a bunch of other weird stuff on their service as well. Like they have like wrestler workout shows like where they're showing you their regimes working out and stuff like that like w- like something you'd have on wwe network it's it's crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah so so that's that's my wrestling intake currently um uh at the moment obviously not in any big wrestling consumption mood uh speaking of wrestlers consuming things uh, <laughs> oh, what a segue that is brilliant jay uso uh, got done for the old, the good old fashioned WWE wrestler drunk driving in Florida. Um, uh, story. It's a story as old as wrestling itself. It seems. Then you start adding uh, that to tale of the tape. I know. Yeah. How many DUIs does this person have? Um, but I think this is his first Grand Slam winner. Uh, yeah, Grand Slam winner. I see US tag team and DUI. Um. <laughs> Yeah, not much to it. WWE, I think they did issue a statement when someone asked, and it's like, eh, Jonathan Fatu is res- responsible for his own actions or some shit like that. For for whatever reason, because they do, they do have something in their wellness policy or whatever about uh, illegal activities, and obviously they have their, uh, their no-questions-asked suspension on domestic violence uh uh, rule, but for whatever reason, they 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 never punish people for DUIs. I mean, and I maybe like I think DUI. I think driving while under the influence is shitty. I think it's a really shitty thing to do. Oh yeah. But I I don't know if I necessarily disagree with their stance. If they had injured someone, um, that would be another story. But I, I guess this is a fair enough response. Um, 
he I think I think more often than not because TMZ will pick up on every wrestler uh, DUI. I think probably the embarrassment of getting caught doing it is probably um, sufficient. But um, yeah, don't drink and drive, everyone. Um, Especially wrestlers out there. And also, uh, don't 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 beat your misses. Because uh, they did say, I, I don't know what the context was. I don't know if it's just a media tour for, for Raw 25 or whatever. But uh, I think Stephanie said in an interview, she said that if Rich Swan is is convicted of, of his uh, his currently pending battery charge, that he will be released. Um, which is in there, which is not a, which is not any kind of groundbreaking statement that's in their policy. But yeah, so that that situation is ongoing. Um, so yeah, that's Jay Uso. Uh, I think we talked on the last episode about some TNA departures. We have another one here. Uh, Mr. Robert Lashley. Did one of us uh, predict Lashley in the Rumble? Was it you or Joe? It wasn't me. I think it was Joe, if, if, mm. if, someone, if anyone did. Wow, that's a good, uh, good little pick. It turns out to be true. Yeah, I'm, I'm super curious if they would pick him up because like, he's had a bunch of great stuff in TNA. Like, I think he's been one of the more surprising... Um, things in TNA in the last few years. I've I've checked in and out of his of his like big title matches. I obviously don't watch Impact Weekly, but he's had some really great stuff. They've kind of, as you would as you would think, peep, a big promotion would do if they had Bobby Lashley, and kind of what WWE were going to try and do with him ten years ago. They've kind of built him up as a Brock esque character. He's a big scary shooter who mows through everyone, and it was really compelling and it was really well done. And I guess they're just going their separate ways. I would imagine this might be some kind of a financial uh, compromise because you know TNA they're they're tightening their belt these days. Um, bring it, and you know, you know, if you want a big scary muscle man, they just debuted Brian Cage, who I think probably comes cheaper um, than than Bobby Lashley. But uh, would you be interested in if if Lashley showed up in WWE? Yeah. I mean, is he still fighting though, Lashley? When was the last time he fought for him? Uh, I I don't know when the last time was, but I believe he is still a contracted Bellator guy. Uh, his last fight was October 2016, so he's out about a year. Oh, really? Yeah, a year and a half was his last. Jeez, fight. well maybe maybe he's maybe that if that's if that's not a factor, then I would I would put his chances of going back way up. Yeah. Um. But I, I was not. I don't know that he's necessarily done. I didn't hear that he was no, done. No, neither did I. But it's been a while since his last one. And he's continued uh, that's to wrestle since then. As as great as he has been in TNA, I, I, I don't know if I would say he was consistent. Well, weirdly as well, because Bellator just started there on Saturday their heavyweight Grand Prix, which is, you know, Chael Sonnen beat Rampage Jackson in the first round. Lashley's not in that. Yeah. So that might say something. Um, so that 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 would be an interesting one to watch. I've heard I've heard I was going to say mixed, but I think as great as the TNA stuff is, I've actually heard pretty negative things about Lashley on the Indies. I don't know that he he's, he's not one of, he's not a, a, a you know a Drew Galloway type who wants to prove his worth on the Indies. I've surprisingly enough, I heard over WrestleMania weekend that people really didn't like. He had a match with Jeff Cobb, which on paper sounds awesome, mm. um, but it seems people really didn't like it, or at least at least the people I spoke to. I'm sure someone liked it, but um, that was just the um, that's what I heard. So I don't know. Most people like that, though. When they go to WWE, they put on the work and shoes. Um, so we'll see. That's an interesting one. I think we're in a. This is a super interesting Royal Rumble weekend because so many people have become available. 
Um, and they're all varying degrees of question marks. Like, like eh, maybe they'll take Lashley. And, eh, maybe. I mean, I think they will undoubtedly take EC3. The question is whether or not he's in the Rumble. That's the real question. Um, I think there's just tons and tons of variables which makes this Rumble weekend really, really uh, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting is the word for it. We will see. So, um, uh, oh God, more TNA news. So, (laughs) Alberto Del Rio, right? He, on a, in an interview, uh, a Spanish language interview that was translated, he was like, oh yeah, you know, I was kind of out of line with all my comments about Triple H and his, his nose and how big a pussy he is. Um, on my, on my totally sober periscopes that I was doing. Um, he basically kind of throws Paige and her family under the bus, saying that their negative influence uh, caused him to say those things about Triple H, and that you know now he's doing better because he's away from them, which he's is an just innocent flower. He is an innocent flower who was corrupted by this evil twenty-four-year-old. Why? Why time. did he burn all his other bridges then? I yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like did, she, she, she's the one who mugged him with that knife that one time. <laughs> that might, caused well. him to like. She might have to no show, <laughs> to cause him to no show that autism benefit show. Oh, uh, all all those all those several indies that he didn't show up to because he was hungover. It was actually he was being held hostage. Um. So the him him him, you know, putting the blame on Paige. That was one hilarious aspect of the story that no one believed. The other thing is that he's obviously campaigning to get back to WWE someday. Again, again. I think I think both parties there, him and WWE, should just realize: look, it's not going to work. They had they had two attempts, both of which and ended fairly spectacularly. Uh, I think it's just even though you look at him and you look at his skill set and you'd say, "Oh, he's perfect for WWE," it's obvious he just doesn't fit their uh, culture. Maybe is the word, or he, you know. He's just the wrong kind of person. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the attitude to work within their system. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's, it's always gone down in flames fairly quickly uh, whenever he goes there. But you know, he knows where the money is. So, uh, but I, I just thought it was hilarious that he's going to try and actually go back. I get, yeah, he didn't even last a year. His last run. Yeah, the last one. The last one was was, was ridiculous. I mean, it was just. Um, it was such a, a wet fart of a, of a run. But, uh, yeah. So, watch yeah. this face. He ain't going to be in the rubble. He is contracted. That is that is uh, certifiable. Uh, and in our last story here, something that just broke as we were getting ready to record, a, uh, a Twitter user uh, accused Enzo Amore uh, of, of a sexual assault. Um, literally, as we were going on air here, she listed a, a number of... Uh, People who I was not familiar with, but I think one of them is, um, uh, you know, the people who are kind of associated with Amore. Uh, she talked about kind oh, of... Uh, big cast. No, is it people who are in real life, non-WWE oh. people who are associated with them. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that that is ongoing literally as we're recording this. She made some pretty serious accusations um, uh, about, you know you know, partying with him and kind of lots of illegal substances going around and, and, um, being, uh, uh, you know, basically 
he forced himself upon her. Um, so the, the the that is, I there has been no public statement from him or WWE on this yet. The other people, at least one of the other people who she has alleged were party to the whole incident, um, have come out and said it's not true. Um, she said she's pressing charges, or she's in the process of pressing charges. She said this occurred last October. Um, so there's a whole lot to digest here, and obviously, as it is just like now unfolding, we can't really say a whole lot. I know that the one person, I know... Um, Sean Rossap of Fightful.com said that he had a more a significant piece of information forthcoming this evening about it, but that has not broken yet. I'm just checking the website. No, okay. It seems that uh, see something is coming regarding that, but um, uh, yeah, not 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 yet. But I mean, I don't know what the reaction to that's going to be. I mean, we actually just talked about WWE's like policy on violence uh you know I, I i don't know if this would count as domestic violence i don't know how you categorize that especially within wwe's realm but uh i mean god there's a lot of questions here as we record this like four hours before raw 25 <laughs> goes ahead is he going to be on the show are they going to pull him are they going to suspend him are they going to issue a statement are they going to strip him are they going to do this are they going to do that um so yeah that's uh, not not much more we can say. I, I figured they would, they would go ahead as normal until there would be some kind of formal charge. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, that would probably that would probably make sense. It's just talk talk about a, a terrible like time for them to because they they they're they're faced with that that decision now because like Stephanie and Triple H have been doing the media rounds all week, including today. Um, so I think they're done, obviously, because we're hours before Raw, but God, I mean, can you imagine if they were still doing, like, an interview as this broke? I mean, they'd, they'd, they'd be on the spot having to, um, um, uh, answer, you know, a, a tough question. But anyway, uh, we're, we're gonna be back on Sunday, so I assume there will be a development on this front, um, uh, shortly. Uh, and we'll have it then, hopefully by that by the time we record that show. So uh, watch this space um, until then. So, um, yeah, I guess we can call it there for this evening. Um, we'll be back on Sunday, maybe with Joe. <laughs> maybe I don't know what are you going to be for. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. We'll it there'll, there'll be a show of some capacity this weekend. We're going to talk about Raw 25. I'm not going to watch all of it, but I'll, I'll make an effort to watch most of it. Uh, they have, you know, five million legends showing up. They're doing a... a parts of the broadcast will be from the Manhattan Center, um, which is which is fun. And, uh, you know, Steve Austin, you know, a bunch of other people will be there. So, and then obviously we'll have a preview for the Royal Rumble. Um, Ooh. Which is uh, uh, going to be... As, as we discussed, it's going to be very, very interesting. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Chairshoppodcast.com. Send an email at Chairshoppod on Twitter if you want to ask us a question there as well. Uh, so, until then, enjoy the 25th anniversary of Raw. Uh, thank you for listening. Subscribe. Tell your friends. It's goodbye from me, Barry Murphy. Bye. And it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin. Goodbye.
Yeah.